thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett. And This Week in Wellness, common household chemicals may alter the gut microbiome. Published in the Environmental Science and Technology Letters by Courtney Gardner, Assistant Professor in the Washington State University Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering, in collaboration with Duke University, the study measures the levels of semi-organic compounds found in detergents, plastics, soaps, shampoos, hairsprays, and stain and water repellent fabrics in the blood and urine of 69 toddlers and preschoolers, and then examine their gut microbiome using fecal samples to compare. Children with high levels of PFASs found in stain and water repellent fabrics, carpets and furniture, as well as non-stick cooking products, polishes, paints, and cleaning products were shown to have a reduced diversity of bacteria, while those with increased phthalates used in detergents, plastics, and personal care products had reduced fungal populations. These microbes are perhaps not the main drivers and may have more subtle roles in our biology, but it might be the case that one of these microbes does have a unique function and decreasing its levels may have significant health impacts, Gardner said. Interestingly, children with high levels of chemical compounds in their blood also had several types of bacteria that are not usually found in the human gut, but have been used elsewhere to clean up toxic chemicals. Finding the increased levels of these types of bacteria in the gut means that potentially the gut microbiome is trying to correct itself, Gardner said. She went on to say that gaining a more holistic understanding of the interactions between human-made chemicals the gut microbiome, and human health is a critical step in advancing public health. This work was funded by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. And as always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that this really confirms what many people have already suspected, that the chemicals in your home, that the chemicals in your life may well be having a greater impact on your health than we've ever before realized. You know, so often we're told that, no, no, this chemical or that chemical is safe or this chemical is safe at this certain level. But the reality is a lot of the time we just don't know or we just don't know yet. You know, a lot more research needs to be done into these chemicals. And I think that is a real cause for us to pause and consider what chemicals we're using in our home. I think much more research is needed to be done into all of these chemicals, especially now that we've determined this link with the gut microbiome to show just which chemicals may be having an impact and how that impact on the gut microbiome might be affecting health. And the reality is that this may lead to some significant changes in the way we regulate chemicals. As we gain a greater understanding of the impact they have on the body, then we end up with a much greater understanding of what we should and should not be allowing into our homes, into our environments, into our schools, you know, all around us. So I think it does add some balance to our current climate of germ eradication. We are very much all about removing all germs from everywhere all around us at the moment. But this really does cause us to pause and consider what other effects this may be having. You know, is our desire to chemically clean up our environment and sterilize our environment having a greater impact on our microbiome and our health than we may previously have considered? And are we weighing up the pros and cons of those approaches? You know, I think what we can say is that the body is incredibly clever. Even the microbiome is incredibly clever. And so we really need to be careful about what we do about that. We need to be careful about labeling microbiota that are not common in our body as abnormal. You know, this is a great example here of where the uncommon microbiota is actually a healthy reaction from the body, I guess, or the microbiome even more amazingly, 
in order to try and clean up its environment. And so we need to have a much greater respect and understanding for the wisdom of our bodies, the wisdom of our microbiomes, and do everything we can to preserve it and to accept the fact that we don't always understand what it's doing and why it's doing it. And that sometimes we just need to sit back and let it do what it does best and let it look after itself and clean up itself as well. So be mindful of the chemicals you use in all aspects of your life as they may be having wide-ranging effects on your health from your microbiome to your hormone balance to your mental health to your digestion to all aspects of your health and well-being. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbrettahill.com. This podcast is brought to you by Exercising Resilience. Would you like to be personally mentored by me to help you transform your feelings of fear, anxiousness, and hopelessness into feelings of strength and resilience? Would you like to feel more resilient physically, mentally, and financially? I've created a group mentoring program called Exercising Resilience. And right now, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's 30 days of free daily access to me in a private group, two free group mentoring calls, a 21-day resilience challenge, and access to a highly motivated tribe of people to support you along your way. Just head to exercisingresilience.com or click on the link in the show notes to get your free no-obligation month of resilience mentoring. That's exercisingresilience.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.